day on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, the government of Ontario has introduced legislation that will support the implementation of medically assisted dying. It will include a series of amendments uh, to provide some clarity on issues for patients, families, doctors, and other health care providers. To talk more about all of this, uh, Shanaz Gokul is with us, CEO of Dying with Dignity Canada, and is with us now. Hello, Shanaz. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you, Scott. Uh, thanks for taking the time to join us. We greatly appreciate this. What is different today than was uh, last week? How has this changed? How, is, how has this process changed? Yeah, so I mean, Ontario has taken a step, uh, you know, to, to um, introduce legislation um, around the implementation. And in the piece of legislation that they've tabled yesterday, uh, there are, uh, you know, a couple good things in there for sure in terms of, you know, protecting um, the healthcare uh, clinicians that assist and provide medical assistance in dying, uh, and certainly clarifying um, and reassuring Ontario residents uh, that medical assistance in dying um, will not impact in a negative way uh, any insurance. Um, life insurance plans that they have in place. Uh, but we do um, have issues with two other uh, parts of the piece of legislation, um, and one of them relates to restrictions um, on Freedom of Information uh, Act requests um, related to public health care facilities and medical assistance in dying. Um, and the other is related to um, the uh, requirement that all medical assisted deaths must now um, be re- reported to the coroner's office who does have the, distru- the discretion of whether they will launch a further investigation or not, but we don't believe that this is the appropriate place um, to have made deaths reported. Uh, okay, let's start with the latter. Um, how, uh, you know, and I, I was going to ask you how you, uh, can a family keep this news uh, under wraps? Can they keep it a secret if the person wishes not to tell anybody that this is going on? I mean, is this what we're talking about? How 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 does the cause of death work its way through the system yeah, dur- you know, uh, under this uh, process? Yeah, and, and you're right to bring up sort of the the. the sort of the burden on the family. Um, And I'll just mention that in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, they have removed this from the coroner's office precisely for the burden on the family and made deaths are reported um, to their health authorities. In Quebec, they have um, a provincial uh, commission that does a post-review after the death. Uh, And so the issue with going to the coroner's office is that generally the coroner um, is used uh, for sudden and suspicious deaths. These made deaths are not sudden or suspicious. They're planned. There's a lot of safety protocols um, already in place. Uh, and they're just not appropriate because, you know, you, don't, you just don't know as a family member um, uh, if an autopsy will be triggered um, because, uh, you know, it's gone through the coroner's office. And I think it's especially difficult when we're talking about, you know, deaths, made deaths that happen in the community because if you're in an institutional environment, there's a little bit more support for the healthcare team um, in, uh, in, in a hospital. Um, but if you're having uh, a made death in, in, in your home or, you know, in someone's home, then there's, uh, you know, extra steps um, and um, uncertainty for both the providers um, and the family. And so, you know, there's that issue when we think it further stigmatizes um, what is a medical process. That's why it's called medical aid in dying. Um, and that there's, you know, it's not necessary to go to the coroner's office. But even more than that, the coroner's office is not equipped to actually um, provide the kind of data and the reporting that we need to have to understand how well or not 
the current legislation is working and where the gaps are. Um, and that data is not being collected, and I think that's going to be very unfortunate um, because this is really something, and I, and I have to say, this falls at the feet of the um, health minister, the federal health minister, because their legislation requires them to set up uh, you know, reporting um, with all of the provinces and territories um, that will give us that data that we need. And to date, that hasn't been done, and the federal government should have set up a national commission um, in which all date made deaths, would, there would be a post-review. You know, everyone across the country would file, you know, all of their paperwork, all of the you know, information required to ensure that th- those deaths um, were carried out uh, with all the scrutiny that they should be. The coroner is not equipped, um, you know, to understand things like, you know, the number of made um, uh, requests that were denied, um, and and why were they denied, and what were those underlying conditions, or the number of made requests that were made, and perhaps the person you know changed their mind, perhaps the person uh, unexpectedly passed away, perhaps the person lost capacity, and I think those are the kinds of uh, you know pieces of information that we need, and they're not equipped to do it. So besides the stigmatization, it's just not the appropriate place. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and listen to the Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to three on AM nine hundred. CHML.